Hello everyone and welcome back to Happy Human Club. I'm Sof Mosca. I'm the host of this podcast and if you guys are new here or if you aren't already, make sure you guys follow me on all of my other social media. It's always linked down below in the description of every episode but this episode as well and there's also like my hubi link down there which has like my revolve favorites amazon favorites all of that so make sure you guys check out the description whenever you get the chance don't do it if you're driving wait actually everybody send me a dm like what are you doing when you listen to my podcast most often because i'm definitely a car podcast listener but i know a lot of people are like walk podcast listeners but i prefer music when i walk well, actually, hot take, I just prefer music in general. But if I'm like in the mood for a podcast, I feel like I'm more likely to be in the mood in the car versus like on a walk or something. I do also like it like just like around the house if I'm like cleaning or something. That's fun too. But then I feel like I prefer YouTube over that. So I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. What do you guys do when you listen to my podcast? I'm very curious. But families have a lot going on let ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up like delicious lolly focus pops or lolly mellow pops for kids and for parents try three new brainy chews to help you focus chill out or get energized find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com that's o-l-l-y.com these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration this product is not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease if you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yeah, make sure you guys are following me everywhere because, especially YouTube, because pretty soon, like literally a couple weeks, Vlogmas is starting. And if you guys don't know what that is, basically Vlogmas is this trend, this thing that goes on over on YouTube where people who make YouTube videos 
uh, usually like make vlog content, do this, do vlogmas, which is basically you vlog every single day through December or every single day through December 25th. Um, so like I'll be posting December 1st through December 26th for vlogmas because I record my first episode on the last day of November, which goes up on the first and then like the 25th goes up on the 26th, if that makes sense. Like Christmas day goes up the day after Christmas day. And I really like to do it that way because then it's not as like rushed. Like I don't have to edit same day. Like I edit the night before it goes up, if that makes sense. So get excited for that. I'm very excited for that. But today's podcast episode is one that I'm not kidding you has been requested since I started my podcast. Like when did I start it? Like two years ago. Yeah, like it's been requested forever and I've sort of not avoided it, but definitely like beaten around it just because it's a very personal, very controversial, not controversial, but just like very touchy subject. And a lot of people can be highly influenced by this type of topic and I never wanted to go about it in a way that was going to be harmful to anyone else. And so for that reason, I've just like avoided it altogether. But today I'm going to be talking about sort of how I overcame an unhealthy relationship with food and overcame negative self-talk and everything sort of involving that. So before I go any further into this episode, I just want to give like the biggest, fattest trigger warning of all time, I'm going to be talking about disordered eating, unhealthy relationships with food, body image, etc. Like everything surrounding that topic, if hearing that in any way, shape, or form is going to be triggering to you, or if it's going to not be helpful to you, and it's going to be kind of like an uneasy place for you, like if it is not suitable for you, do not listen to this episode. I promise you. I will not be offended if this episode has zero listens because everyone feels like it's not a good topic for them. Like, please do not listen if you feel like this is going to be harmful to you. When writing this, I definitely kept in mind, like, I don't want to say anything or phrase anything in a way that's going to make people, like, want to eat in a disordered way or view food view food in an unhealthy way or anything like that. Like I really tried to be as empathetic and careful as possible, especially as somebody who has struggled in the past and who is so highly influenced in this way. Like I, I really tried to be so careful when writing this episode, but it's still like surrounding the topic. I'm not perfect. I'm not a dietitian. And so things may come across in a way that you take away that's harmful to you so if this is not going to be helpful to you please click away i can't encourage it enough like this is just one episode you can miss it and i don't want to harm you and your healing process so that's my biggest trigger warning of all time but um i guess we can just hop right into this episode and i feel like i need to begin with going over like my past and by that i mean like my past disordered eating negative self-talk type of thing i feel like that's important to this episode like i feel like i need to kind of go through how i've struggled what it looked like for me and things like that and 
I, I just feel like this is like important if I'm going to be talking about this to see like what I went through and maybe it can help you guys feel less alone or whatever. Um, but so my story begins in uh, fifth grade. I was about 10 years old and I remember I had just had like a big delicious dinner. It was one of my favorites. My mom would make this pot well she'd make pasta and then she'd make this sauce which you guys so many of you are probably gonna be like what that sounds disgusting but it was like my favorite so I love Frank's red hot sauce right so she'd basically just melt butter into some Frank's red hot sauce and then she'd put that on my pasta with cheese and I loved it It was like my favorite food ever so I had just finished a big bowl of that probably two or three I was a hungry little kid as I should have been I was growing and I remember I was taking a shower and again, guys, trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning, but I was taking a shower and I looked down and I realized that I couldn't see my feet over like my cute little 10 year old belly. And looking back on this moment, like that makes me so sad because like I was 10 Like it makes me so sad for 10 year old me that I was grown enough to even like notice that or be bothered by that. Like that's such a mature thought to be like upset that I couldn't see my toes over my belly. You know what I mean? And from that point on, I just became very self-conscious and I started to notice like other girls and what their bodies looked like and girls who were smaller than me and weighed less than me or so I like in my head I figured they weighed less than me and I really became aware of bodies my body others bodies and things like that so fast forward to like summer going into sixth grade this is when sort of like my disordered eating began so somehow I don't know how but somehow I learned what a calorie was and I remember one day I I like added up all the calories that I had eaten that day and it was like 600 which if you guys like know anything about just like basic basic nutrition like I don't know much at all but like if you google like what should somebody that is this age blah 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 eat like nobody's is 600 like that is so not enough it's not sustainable like that's just no way to live and it's like that is way 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 lower than what was healthy for me at the time and like that's how I was eating often I remember being like oh my god 600 is a lot because I didn't know any better and I remember feeling guilty like oh my god I ate 600 calories today like that's not good And so like naturally I lost just a lot of weight and became a super skinny little kid, which in my mind at the time meant that I was more beautiful. And I think I like, I saw the popular girls and they were all skinny and I wanted to be skinny like them because I wanted to be popular and I wanted to be liked and I wanted to be beautiful. And in my eyes, I had to be smaller than them in order to be beautiful and sixth grade began and I remember I felt so cool because I was like aware that I had lost weight which is still like so sad like why was I aware of that at that point in time like I just want to give little sixth sixth grade me a big hug and be like stop like stop thinking about that be a kid but I was aware that I had lost weight and I remember feeling like really good about myself and I feel like 
I went into school like feeling like I was more worthy of friends and being liked because I wasn't this like chubby little 10 year old anymore, which is ugh, just makes me so mad, but <laughs> moving on. Um, and I just continued to eat in a very restrictive way, but it just kept getting like worse and worse and worse. And seventh grade came along and I didn't realize it at the time, but I was very, very, very underweight. Like I look back at the photos and it just hurts me. Like it makes me sick. I feel so bad for her. And I just want to give her like a hug and to tell her that like she doesn't need to be starving herself. And I don't know. She was just, I was just so small. I keep saying she, because I'm like, who was that little girl? I feel so bad, but I was so small and I still felt like I wasn't small enough. I wasn't good enough. It was like never, ever good enough. And there's even a video of me, um, that I recorded on my parents VHS tape, like their camera. I literally recorded over a home video, like vlogger since day one, first of all, but (laughs) I was fully vlogging on the camera And I set up the camera and I like stepped back and I turned to the side and I was like, am I fat? Let me know if I'm fat. And I proceeded to body check in the camera viewfinder. And I I, I saw this years later and I was like, no way that is like, I can, I just can't believe way back then I was beating myself up already about my body when I was a literal child. And I remember at school, like I wouldn't eat lunch. I would only eat like a bag of chips and maybe a granola bar. And I wouldn't eat anything else until dinner. I think sometimes I'd come home from school and I'd have like the tiniest bowl of Cheez-Its or I'd have like carrots dipped in hot sauce. (laughs) I loved hot sauce, you guys. I still do, but like I was obsessive as a kid. But I like, I was barely, barely eating. And I was hungry. Like it wasn't like I wasn't hungry and I was just like an active kid. No, like I was fully hungry, fully aware that I was not eating on purpose so that I wouldn't gain weight. Because at the time, I thought that was a bad thing. And it got the worst of the worst when I found Tumblr. (laughs) Like rest in peace, little Soph, after finding Tumblr. Because I don't know what Tumblr's like back or now, but Tumblr at that point in time, at least the side of Tumblr that I found myself on was extremely toxic and it glorified a lot of things that should not be glorified like anorexia, self-harm, just extremely dangerous and just horrifically sad, like hard mental health issues and conditions. And it glorified all of them and made it seem cool. Like there was so many accounts that were famous for being anorexic or for self-harming, like they would post self-harming pics and they'd have like so many followers. I don't know how it worked back then, but like they'd get so many reblogs or whatever it was. And again, that just like fed into the narrative of like, I have to be skinny if I want to be cool. I have to be skinny if I want to be pretty. I have to be skinny if I want to be worthy. And so fast forward a little bit more, And I wasn't like quite as restrictive in eighth grade and high school, but like I definitely still always thought of food as the enemy. And I was hyper aware of everything I put into my body. And at this point, like especially in high school, like it started sort of turned 
more into being obsessed with putting healthy foods into my body rather than like being obsessed with the amount of calories I put in my body, which still is equally as unhealthy. But there was definitely like a shift from like, I can't eat any food at all to like, I can only eat foods that I deem to be healthy. And like, it's not that I was lovingly feeding myself wholesome foods like I do now. It's like, I would think that it was, I was bad or it was bad or that I was going to gain weight if I ate anything that like I didn't think was quote unquote healthy. And then (laughs) in comes the era of being influenced by online health trends. And when I tell you guys, I fell for all of them. Like I fell for all of them. So this was like high school, early college. And I want to note that like, I'm aware that some of these like diets or whatever are not dangerous or restrictive for a lot of people. But for me, like following these quote unquote diets was not to like, it was to not gain weight and it stemmed from a very unhealthy place. Like I wasn't doing it to be the best, healthiest version of myself. I wasn't doing it to, you know, live a long, happy life. No, I was doing it so that I would not gain weight. And so that I like could be beautiful. Like it stemmed from a very, very unhealthy place. So like I tried being vegan. I tried being vegetarian. I tried food combining biggest load of bullshit I've ever heard in my entire fucking life. I don't care if you come at me like, Oh, there's research. No, there's fucking not literally shut the fuck up. That was the most restrictive diet I've ever fucking been on. Horrid, 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 horrid. I ruined my body with that. I swear to God, that was horrid, like terrible. And then I was vegan again and the vegetarian again, like it goes on and on. And one day, probably in like 2019, I decided that like enough was enough. I think I realized I was like, I am getting really skinny again and I'm doing this to myself. Like, I don't want to be like this. Like I don't look healthy. I don't look good. And this was like right about when I started social media and I really don't know what happened, but like one day something clicked and I was just like, I'm done being ruled by food. And I think a part of it was I was living with a bunch of roommates at the time. And I noticed that my roommates like didn't revolve their life around food. Like I did, like I was always planning what I was going to eat based on what else I had eaten that day or what I was going to be eating later, or even like what I was wearing that day, what I was going to be doing that day. Like I based what I was eating around so many things rather than just like if I was hungry, eating what sounded good, you know? And so at some point, like I just stopped restricting. Like, I don't know why or how, but I was just like, enough's enough. I'm done restricting. And I quickly found myself kind of on the other end of the spectrum, which was binging. And so it kind of began with me eating all the foods that I deemed unhealthy, which was good. Like this was me facing fear foods and overcoming disordered thoughts and like thoughts I've been having for years and years and years. So like it started out really, really good, but I began going at it like at an extreme and I would just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and to the point where I was like making myself sick. Like I was becoming ill. I would feel ill from how much I had eaten like genuinely eating myself sick. And I started to notice more and more that 
like my life was still being ruled by food, whether it was making sure I'm not eating too much or making sure to eat so that I'm not thinking about eating too much, if that makes sense. Like I, it was so forceful and so planned and so like calculated rather than just eating to eat and to feed myself and to feel good. Like it was so, it it always came from like an unhealthy place and I just felt so stuck and I just really struggled with like finding the balance between restricting and binging. Like it was always an extreme. And at some point in maybe like late 2020, early 2021, I had this random thought or like philosophy pop into my head. And I don't know where it came from. I don't know how it like became a thought bubble in my brain, but it did. And it has stuck with me since and genuinely changed how I look at and view food. And that is that there's food that's healthy for your stomach. And then there's food that's healthy for your mind. So basically, let me just kind of like explain what that means to me. So any and all food is healthy. Some food benefits your physical health and well-being and others benefit your mental health and happiness or both. Some of them benefit both. And this is different for everyone, obviously, but there were no longer quote unquote good or quote unquote bad foods or quote unhealthy foods or quote healthy foods. It was just food, right? And so if I caught myself feeling guilty for eating a fear food of mine, I would remind myself how like I'd be like, I'd remind myself how much I love the food that I'm eating and how delicious it tastes and that it's making me so happy to eat. And so therefore, it's so healthy for me because it's healthy for my mental health. And of course, practicing what I preach like took time, of course. And I wasn't just like suddenly magically healed from any disordered eating or unhealthy relationship with food. Like, no, it happened gradually over time and with a lot of reminders that all food is good for me in its own unique way. So kind of like going off my philosophy, I feel like it would be helpful to you guys to kind of hear like ways that I practice my philosophy. Cause I think you can hear it and I want everyone to like interpret that in their own way but also like maybe hearing how i practice it will help you guys and maybe help you start viewing food in a healthier way and like kind of find your healing journey if that makes sense so the first thing i did to practice my philosophy was i fell in love with cooking and this was a big one for me because i felt like as i learned to cook more and really just like fell in love with the act of cooking Like I began to get really excited to eat and to cook new things and to, you know, like this cooking involved fear food sometimes. And like, I would just get excited to cook, to make this beautiful, delicious, amazing, aesthetically pleasing meal. Like it brought me so much joy and it was so therapeutic to make. And so then like naturally I would want to eat it when I finished. And so falling in love with cooking allowed me to really like appreciate the food on my plate and see it as like a beautiful therapeutic healing thing 
And that really, that one for me really did it. Like I fell in love with cooking and therefore fell in love with eating and feeding myself. And I just found so much joy in the process of cooking for myself and eating. It felt like such a rewarding thing to eat after working hard to cook, you know? And the second thing I did was I added in foods instead of taking foods out. So if I found myself eating a lot of foods that I felt like were really good for my mental health, like a lot of sweet treats and like just yummy stuff like that, like comfort foods, I like in the past would be like, oh, that was so bad. Like I need to go on a diet. I need to eat healthy like all week long. I need to not eat like I can only eat salads like that's the only thing I can eat salads and brown rice like that's all I get and there's no ifs ands or buts like I've been eating so bad it changed from that to oh my gosh I've been having so many mental health foods lately I think I am gonna have a salad with my nachos today because I would really like to add in some veggies Like I'm not ever taking anything away or restricting anything from myself. I'm just adding in things that I feel like my physical well-being may need, if that makes sense. Um, And then the third thing that I did was I checked in with myself whenever I'd feel guilty. So I mentioned this before, but say I was eating a fear food of mine and I, I, I'm not going to say what what it is because I don't want to trigger anyone else or make anyone else feel like this should be a fear food of theirs. So I'll I'll just leave it like rhetorical. But so I'd be eating it and then I'd start to feel guilty. Like, oh, this is like blah, blah, blah. It's going to make me blah, blah, blah. You know, all the negative food self-talk thoughts. And I would ask myself, is this delicious? The answer was always yes. Is this making me happy? The answer was always yes. And doing that check-in would kind of snap me back like, okay, This is really good for me. This is good for my mental health. This is making me happy. Enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it. And this kind of goes along with the fourth thing I would do to practice my philosophy, which was use what I call the baby soap technique. So I, for me personally, like a lot of the foods that I would fear were some of my favorite foods from childhood. And so another thing I would do was if I was like feeling guilty about wanting to eat something that I felt like wasn't healthy or if I was eating something that I felt like wasn't healthy and I was feeling guilty about it I would sort of be like baby Soph would like eight nine seven eight nine year old Soph eat this and would she love it and would she be so happy and the answer is always yes and I'd be like okay then I gotta eat it if baby Soph would eat it then I'm gonna eat it and it's because back at when I was younger like all I cared about was the, the check-in, like, does it, is it delicious? Is it making me happy? Do I enjoy it? And that's all that mattered. And so I use what I call the baby soap technique to bring me back, ground me and be like, am I enjoying eating it? Okay, then it's good for me. Like, then I can eat it. There's nothing wrong with eating any food in the world, especially if it's making me happy to eat and it's delicious and I love it. So those are like my little techniques but it's hard to overcome an an unhealthy relationship with food and even harder if you have like an established eating disorder where you maybe have had to seek therapies or help which honestly like more people should do I wish that I had seeked like eating specific therapy 
back in the day. And I think maybe I even would now to like make sure that I never go back to that point. But I think that a lot more people would benefit from a therapy like that, not just people who are really, really suffering from disordered eating. Like I think a lot of people could really benefit from it. Um, but it's hard to establish a good, healthy relationship with food if you are also struggling with so much negative self-talk. And everyone experiences negative self-talk to some extent, I feel. And like it'll range from, you know, intermittent insecurities to I mean, like debilitating body dysmorphia. Like it is such a range and it's like really, really a struggle for some people. And for me personally, I had a really big problem with body checking. And apparently it stems back really young because there's that video of me at literally like what, 11 years old, 12 years old, body checking. And I would stand in the mirror like until I found something I didn't like, like I wouldn't even walk by the mirror and be like, oh, I don't like that. No, I'd stand there and find something I didn't like. And then like I would obsessively go to the mirror to check if I still had whatever I didn't like. And I immediately after I ate or drank anything, even water, I would go up to I would go up to the mirror and see if anything changed. Or like I would set up my phone camera and record myself standing or walking away or like just facing different directions, strictly to pick myself apart, like literally from every possible angle. And this is actually interesting because I do this now, but not in a body image way. I do it in like a medical anxiety way. It's really odd. And I've talked about this in a YouTube video before, but like I will go stand in the mirror and like look at my throat until I feel like I see a lump. It's really strange. Um, and I really need to work on that, but like I still do this to some extent. And that's like something that I'm still working through. It just has like changed, which is interesting. Um, but just important to note that I'm obviously still working and healing. Like I'm not perfect. Um, but I, I just overall, like I really struggled with the normal body changes and like changes in weight distributions that come along with aging from childhood to teenager and then like teenager to adult. But as my relationship with food improved, like slowly over time, the amount of negative self-talk I had decreased and like I wasn't in the mindset of oh this food is going to make me gain weight and gaining weight is bad so I need to check if the food did in fact make me gain weight because if it did then I did something wrong I'm not pretty anymore mindset you know like I got out of that mindset because that is just like such a sad way of life and it's just so toxic and I feel like it's so common especially around young girls it's just like horrible that so many of us feel that way but I just want to like give a word of encouragement to anyone who's like deep in the negative self-talk struggles that I really feel like age played a really big part in negative self-talk like being in high school and in college was hard like negative self-talk at an all-time extreme but I feel like being in my, you know, almost mid twenties, I feel like I just don't compare myself in the same way to other people that I, like I used to, like I compare myself in other ways. Like I compare my, my career to others or like my overall life success to people like my age or people that are like similar to me, but not so much physical appearance. And I also feel like, like as you get older, 
older girls especially are a lot more open with each other about their own insecurities and like I feel like that made me feel less alone and like girls just aren't as competitive I've found as you get older like you lift each other up more rather than like always wanting to like be better than every other girl around you and you know like I just feel like in high school and middle school and college it's it's just like so like how are you supposed to have a healthy relationship with food and positive self-talk like not negative self-talk when the internet's telling you you need to eat and look a certain way and people around you are you know beautiful but they're also victims to all this stuff online and all the diet trends and everyone like I just feel like everyone I talk to either struggles or has struggled with some sort of disordered eating and it's so sad because why are we making food the enemy when like food is a beautiful magical thing there's nothing wrong with eating any food in the whole world are some foods like not filled with vitamins vitamins and minerals of course not but do they make you happy to eat of course they do and i just feel like eating like pancakes and cake and bagels and sweets and chocolate bars all the time is equally as unhealthy as eating only raw veggies and rice and veggies and white white meat and rice and like going to either extreme is unhealthy whether it's unhealthy for your mind or unhealthy for your brain or unhealthy for both like you need to find balance in your life and i know it's easier said than done but i feel like in order to do so it's sort of like a like you can't have good body image or positive self-talk without a healthy relationship with food but you can't have a healthy relationship with food without positive self-talk or good body image if that makes sense like it all has to work together and I just feel like something that also helped me is just being like if you don't have your health you don't have anything at all so if you're not taking care of your mental and your physical health you're not healthy like if you are constantly tearing yourself down picking yourself apart always reminding yourself that you'll never be good enough you are not healthy you need to take care of your your mental health just as much as you feel the need to take care of your physical health like why are we all so obsessed with looking pretty if our minds are like so sad like what is the point of having a pretty face if you are so sad do you know what i mean like relationship with food and body image comes from a such a deep place and you have to start so deep start with your childhood you start with do i like this food start with am i happy start with do i have good people in my life rather than is this food healthy am i skinny enough am i pretty enough no like that is not what's important and like have you ever met someone where it's just like they are a beautiful person like looks aside they come in the room and they're just like a light they're so happy they're so fun to be around they're so uplifting they bring others up they're always helping others and they're so fun to be around like that is the kind of person that you should strive to be you shouldn't strive to be the skinniest person in the room or the most beautiful person in the room do you know what i mean and so if you feel like you're struggling with eating unhealthy eating or sorry not unhealthy eating if you're feel like you're struggling with eating disordered eating unhealthy relationship with food negative self-talk body image any of that 
get help. Like tell a trusted family member or friend that you're struggling. Get a therapist. Like you don't have to fight this on your own and keep it inside because I promise you everybody around you or almost everyone around you is probably fighting some sort of similar demon, some sort of similar struggle. I mean, like unfollow the social media accounts that don't serve you, whether it be food accounts, fitness accounts, accounts you compare yourself to me. If you are comparing yourself to me and if I make you feel bad about yourself, literally unfollow me, block me because that is not healthy for you. There is like, you should not let anybody have the power to make you feel like you are less worthy than you are or less worthy than them. And this is like, a little bit morbid to end on but I just want to like I always think about this to myself and I feel like this is like a harsh reality check that a lot of you probably need to hear but you guys when you're 90 and you know your life is coming to an end you lived a long life you are not going to be thinking man you know wish I didn't eat that cookie when I was 19 are you freaking kidding me no you're going to be thinking about the meals you shared with family and friends the yummy desserts you tried all your favorite foods all of the happy memories of life and like just surrounding everything including surrounding food i bet you're going to be wanting all your favorite foods and you're going to be wishing that you hadn't restricted them for so many years and i just want to like give an interesting viewpoint on that because Ever since I got diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, which obviously like I can still eat anything I want. I just have to dose for it, but it's just not the same. There's not the same freedom that there once was and that like somebody that's living a healthy life with like a healthy pancreas can do. But like it drives me nuts whenever I hear my friends being like, ugh, like I don't want to eat that so unhealthy. I'm like, eat the damn food because one day you're not going to have your health. And if you don't have your health, you have nothing. So you better eat that goddamn cookie while you're craving it. And while you want it, because you're going to regret it one day. And you're going to wish that you hadn't spent so many years restricting all those foods, because that's how I feel. I feel stupid for restricting all of those delicious foods back when I was younger that I now have to think twice about because of insulin. I wish that I had let myself eat all those foods when I was younger, when I had my health. And I know that I'm still young and healthy now, but it's just different. But I'm telling you guys, I wanna slap you all across the face if you're restricting foods, eat the damn food because it's food and it's healthy for you in one way or another. And I cannot stress that enough. Eat the damn food because one day you're going to regret restricting. And if you are someone that more struggles with binging, that's like a topic that I have a very brief knowledge on. And it was like a brief struggle in my life. And I feel like I can't really talk to that topic as much, but please get help if you're struggling. Please, please, please reach out for help. There's so many specialized therapists. There's, I'm sure you have at least at least one trusted family member, friend, teacher, coworker, anybody in your life that you can at least say, hey, I'm really struggling. And maybe just even saying that out loud will help you because your life is not controlled by food. Like you have life because of food. And so it's time to start, stop treating food like the enemy and start treating it like what it is. It's literally life. Like you need food to live. You need food to be happy. You need food to be healthy. And in order to be a healthy, happy version of yourself, you have to take care of your mind and your body and that's why I believe that some foods are healthy for your mind and some foods are healthy for your stomach. Mic drop. <laughs>
<sighs> that like feels very therapeutic to get out because I feel like I needed to hear that. Like half the time I feel like me recording these podcasts is like me giving myself my own advice. And I really have come a long way with food and I really don't even closely struggle to how I once struggled, but obviously healing in any way, shape or form is never linear. And there's still times where I have disordered thoughts and everything, but I really think that like my strategy has really helped me. And so I really hope that hope that it helps you guys too. And I feel like I have like maybe a little bit of a unique take because I don't know. I just haven't really heard anyone talk about it in this way. And I think I also have an interesting viewpoint of it as someone who now has sort of like an eating related chronic illness. And you know, this is like controversial and maybe a hot take and maybe I'll cut this out. I don't know. But part of me does lay awake at night wondering if all of the restricting and binging and diet fads that I put my body through and the amount of times that I was underweight, I mean like aside from diabetes, I was underweight when I had undiagnosed diabetes, but I mean before in life when I was underweight because of a result of how I was eating at the time, I just lay awake at night wondering if that did the harm to my body that resulted in me developing type 1 diabetes and i don't know i don't even know if that's possible don't don't take that as like science or facts or anything i'm literally talking out of my ass right now but it is something i think about like what if all that restricting all that harmful just like stress i put on my body resulted in a gene that i had being triggered um because it's triggered by things that put stress on the body, like viruses and things of that nature. And I just am curious. And of course I'll never know. And so I can't let myself feel that guilt, but an unhealthy relationship with food is unhealthy. An unhealthy relationship with yourself is unhealthy. And it's going to end up taking a toll on your physical and mental health in the long run. So please, if you're struggling, get help. I'm always a DM away. I always say this, but I wish I could answer every single one of my DMs. I really do, but I'd be there all day, every day because so many of you reach out to me and you're so cute and so sweet and I love you all so much for that. And I wish, I really wish that I could like talk to you all all the time, but I promise you I read like almost all of my DMs, even if I don't answer them. And I'm thinking about you all and you're always in my thoughts and in my mind and in my journals. <laughs> and... I also feel like this is part of the reason why I'm really excited to start my life coaching business next year because I just feel like there's so many of you who just need to hear someone say that they're okay and say like, hey, let's change the way we're thinking. Let's go about it this way and see how this affects you. And I just feel like so many of you will benefit from that. And so I'm just really excited to get to that and to help you guys and to help just people and start that business up i just feel like it's like one of my callings in life i just like genuinely love to help people find new perspectives and like i'm gonna toot my own horn for a sec i think something i'm really good at is i'm very introspective and i'm very self-aware and very in tune with my own emotions to the point where i can really like really change and evolve if i sit there and think and am like alone with my thoughts and that comes along with like, I change a lot frequently. Like I change what I like, who I am, who I hang around with a lot. And sometimes I get frustrated with myself because I'm like, who am I? Like, I, I feel like I never know who I am, but 
I think it's just because I'm like ever evolving and a lot of people stay stuck in time and don't take the time to like improve themselves and work on themselves. And I feel like one of my strengths strengths in life is I really do work on myself and I really am aware of things I could do better in life for myself, for others, just in life. And I think that I have a gift to share on to others. Like I feel as though I have the power to really touch people and help people. And I'm not saying, ew, that sounds really cocky. You can see that I don't mean it in that way in any way, shape or form. I just mean that I feel like I have a lot to say in life and I have this drive to help people and to make people's lives better. And I feel like I do that to an extent with social media, but I feel like my life coaching business will just take it a step further. And I don't know, I'm rambling. I don't even know how much of that end part I'll keep in, but I just really love you all so much and I don't want you to be hurting and I don't want you to be struggling because I know what it's like to just struggle silently and it's even frustrating when you start to realize you're struggling and you're like, how is no one else around me realizing that I'm struggling? Like I know it's a really isolating thought and so I just want to let you know that you're not alone and so many other people feel how you feel or feel similar to how you feel and there are resources for you. There are people out there who can help you. There are professionals out there who can help you. There is a professional for everything. So please find some help, whatever help looks like for you and get freaking healthy and get freaking happy because life is so short so much can change in a matter of seconds you never know what tomorrow is going to bring and at the end of the day all you have is yourself and you don't have yourself without your health so i love you all so much i really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode i feel very strongly about this topic if you cannot tell i just want to wring so many people's necks when i hear disordered eating thoughts still i'm like Ugh, I just want everyone to just be happy and healthy and okay and stop viewing food as the enemy. But make sure you guys follow me on all of my other social media. I, again, it's in the description of this episode. And with all that being said, I love you all so much and I'll talk to you so super soon in the next episode. Bye.